sit back, relax, and let the sissy whisper educate your soul. Hello to all you fine-ass, panty-wearing, clitty heaven, pussy-must-be-filled little beta sissies out there. How is you doing? It is a Sissy Whisperer here. It is episode 106, The Sissy Mold, Break That Bitch. And we are going to be addressing quite a few issues. It seems like this topic is kind of a little bit of a sensitive topic to some people, considering some of the responses I have been getting. And it's been, well, let's just say it's been a little intense. But that's all right. I can handle intense. That's what I do. So it is May and it is warm. And guess what? Listen close. Guess what? It's the Sissy Whisperer's birthday month. That's right, it is my birthday month. I am so happy when I was a kid to talk about my slight bit of narcissism. I think everybody has narcissism, but it's funny whenever you can actually kind of recognize it within yourself. But that slight bit of narcissism that I have in myself started off when I was a child because my birthday is on May 31st. And here in the States, we celebrate Memorial Day at the end of May. And every once in a while, my birthday would fall on Memorial Day. And I mean, goddamn, I got the whole country celebrating me. I mean, what can I say? (laughs) I know. So wrong. Forgive me. But that's just how it's going to have to be. That's just where my mind is at. But yes, it would be, you know... I thought the whole world, <clears throat> excuse me, was celebrating me. And then whenever I found out what memorial meant, yeah, we won't even go off on that. We'll just let that one be. <laughs> so I hope everyone is doing well. And I hope everybody is surviving this quarantine and the self-isolation and the boredom that goes with it. Personally, I've been working from home since 2006, so really it hasn't bothered me any. I'm a bit of a homebody, so not going out doesn't bother me. The only thing I think that's annoying as hell is seeing these idiots running around and acting like nothing is happening. I mean, they just, they, they really, it's like they just don't give no shits. Have you noticed that? And so since we're having to deal with people that don't give a shit, it's like everything that the ones that do give a shit or give a half-ass shit on. Yeah, y'all like it on my little, you know, daddy was a sailor is coming out. But all the stuff you'd even give a half-ass shit on and you try to do things right, all the others are not doing it. So it's it's like we're living in a counterproductive world every day completely counterproductive. Uh, Military intelligence has nothing on what we're going through right now. I walked by, I was at the grocery store and I I was walked by one person, had a mask on, had a gloves on. I have a mask on, but no gloves because I can't find any. And a person that was coming down the other way, no no, no mask, no gloves, and started coughing, walking down the aisle. And I'm like, you know, what the fuck is that? There's no point. There's just no point. So anyway, that's my soapbox rant. I don't want to go off too terribly much on that. I am excited about this episode. I'm excited that I'm able to discuss what is obviously a bit of a heated topic for some people. And I even would like to discuss a little bit about a poll I put up on my Twitter. If you didn't get to see it, well, you know, you got to catch up, bitch. Seriously. So we'll talk about that poll. We will get started on the main format of what we're going to be discussing today. And at the end of it, I will answer your questions. So be ready to play, be ready to laugh, and be ready to be educated. Because you know, after you hear what's coming up, I will be penetrating your fucking soul. Are you feeling confused about your kinks? Do you fantasize about your fetish and want to learn more? I'm Sue Storm. You might know me as Dr. Sue. If you're having issues with your kinks and fetishes, I'm here to help. 
If you love reading, you'll want to head to the DrSueReview.com, where you can find a myriad of articles, along with my entertainment audios and ways you can talk to me for a private session. Or, if you're more of a listener, you can pop over to InBedWithDrSue.com and listen to the over 100 podcast episodes with one that's sure to pique your interest. So check out TheDrSueReview.com and InBedWithDrSue.com. And now, let's get back to The Sissy Whisperer with Ms. Amelia Devine. And thank you again, Dr. Sue. I hope everybody is checking out Dr. Sue's podcast because she's got some great, great podcasts. She's been um, doing podcasts since 2012. And she does have one that is going to be coming up on May 26th. And it's going to be all about those kinky questions and confessions. So there's going to be a lot of people just, you know, kind of sending in their little bit of kink questions or kink confessions. You know, where's the strangest place you fucked? Where's the strangest place on your body that has been fucked? What are the strangest things you've used to fuck yourself? And then some. So go check it out on May 26th. I look forward to it. I haven't submitted anything yet. So, you know, go check it out. I may submit something. You never know. So anyway, I want to get to the Twitter poll. Yes, I did. A couple of days ago, I did put up a Twitter poll. And that Twitter poll was, um, is being a sissy blank for you? So the choices were, is being a sissy a kink for you, a fetish for you, or a lifestyle for you? And um, out of the votes, 52% said a fetish, 13% said a kink, and 34% said a lifestyle. That's more than I thought that actually um, put it in as a lifestyle. So <laughs> the confusion, I know that there's confusion out there. Some people are like, well, what's the difference between a kink and a fetish? And I, I get that a lot. You know, what's the difference between kink and a fetish? And the easiest way to look at it is a kink is kind of just a whole broad spectrum of something that sexually stimulates you. Um, being tied up, wearing um, panties, dressing like a girl, role switching, female-led relationships. I'm just naming things off the top of my head that could be a broad spectrum for um, kink. And so sissification really does fall under kink. As far as fetish goes, the difference between kink and fetish is kink is a broad spectrum. Fetish is like focused little, you know, focusing on an item that turns you on or something smaller, an object, you know, for example, a foot fetish or armpit fetish. These are specific areas of the body. So, you know, specific objects or specific areas of the body or even just, you know, specific places. I'll leave you in on a little bit of a secret of mine. One of my um, fetishes that I kind of get turned on by are gazebos. Don't ask me why. I cannot give you an answer to that. I just, I see a gazebo and it just makes me want to have sex. I want to have sex in the gazebo. I want to be in like this huge Southern Belle dress or something. And I just, it's a thing with me. But that's just, that's just, you know, one of the fetishes I have. Give me a gazebo and I'll fuck you and you, if you're in it, <laughs> you wish. But the 34% saying it's a lifestyle, I am impressed. I am impressed with the 34% that take it and put it in as a lifestyle. And I'm going to assume that when you say lifestyle, I'm going to assume that it is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you live as a sissy. Others know that you're a sissy. Your family knows that you're a sissy or the family that need to know that you're, that you're a sissy. That is a lifestyle when that is who you are. And that is what you incorporate in your day to day life. So I'm assuming that's what, that's what they're saying when they say lifestyle. So that's, that was a bit of the poll results. You know, 52% call it a fetish, 13% call it a kink, 34% call it a lifestyle. Um, so it, to me, it can be all three. I mean, it really honestly can. Um, being sissified is just like a whole, um, bundle of fun. And then you have the fetish of it. It could just be panties. It could be panties and bras. It could be panties, bras, and stockings. It could be the specific toys. You know, it could be whatever fetish that goes along with being sissified, you know, that really just gets your goat. And it could be a lifestyle. I mean, and the ones that take it as a lifestyle, 
Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, take a look every once in a while. I may throw up a poll, especially right before the podcast. I may start putting up polls to have a little discussion on there. Um, oh, and that reminds me too. I did have someone come back, um, and they wanted to really kind of just put it in there on why they choose it as a fetish over a kink. And this might be a great, this is a great explanation. Um, Slut Boy Cuck on Twitter said, graduated kink to fetish. Fetish equals requirement for sexual expression, correct? That's me now. I suspect the secrecy adds to the intensity of a fetish I have fallen in love with and crave to indulge. You know, the, the part where you say the secrecy adds to the intensity of the fetish. I think that, you know, that's a very correct way to put it because that's focusing in on the secrecy is focusing in on part of that. And that's, what's really finding you, you know, enjoying. So yeah, you could definitely, To me, slut boy, honestly, it just seems like it's kind of like it's going to be a kink, but this is your fetish inside that kink. Make sense? Makes sense. All right. So that's our Twitter poll. I appreciate everybody giving me your responses. Slut boy cuck, I appreciate you, you know, writing more about it and all of that. Now, on this episode of The Sissy Whisperer, The Sissy Mold, Break That Bitch. God, I love that title. I am going to be discussing different things about being forced into a sissy mold. Um, before I get into it, I want to first apologize for any sounds you may hear in the background. When I first did the intro, I forgot my phone was on. And secondly, I'm a person that requires windows open, so you will hear the birds chirping. You'll be all right, I promise. So when we come back, we are going to go ahead and start discussing about the sissy mold and how to break that bitch. And I have a feeling some of y'all kind of misunderstood the title or the premises of the title. Just thought, but we'll discuss that when I come back. Stay tuned. Do you have a pinky pecker? Do you think panties are the perfect penis enhancer? Are you tired of reaching between your legs and grabbing nothing but air? I'm Amelia Devine, owner and CEO of the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee, and I'm here to decimate your last ounce of pride by showing off your lack of sexual equipment to the misfit masses that is the internet. Here at the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee, we teach you, well, more of force, you to accept your uselessness by giving you a true and honest opinion of your bite-sized spunk spitter. You have the choices of Tier 1, Public Humiliation, Tier 2, Audio and Public Humiliation, or Tier 3, a full reaction video and Public Humiliation. Each tier comes with a membership card, social media exposure, and a spot on the ittybittyclittycommittee.com gallery. Tier 2 and 3 also get to enjoy exposure on places like Reddit and Pornhub. So go to ittybittyclittycommittee.com and show the world what you lack. All right, we are back and we are ready to discuss how to break that fucking sissy mold. Yes, episode 106, The Sissy Mold, Break That Bitch. Now, before we, um, before I went into a little bit of a break, I said that some of y'all may have misunderstood what I mean by The Sissy Mold, Break That Bitch. And what I think is, is that um, a lot of people got angry thinking that maybe I was saying to break the sissy and force them into the mold. That's about the only way I can interpret some of the um, responses that I got. And that is not what I mean at all. And I guess maybe I should have made it more clear for certain masses. But, you know, I just come up with my quips and that's just how it is. And you just have to deal with it. Um, no, what I am wanting to do in this um, episode of the Sissy Whisperer is I want to discuss about this sissy mold that has 
been made and this mold that a lot of doms are automatically thinking that a sissy should be put into or this mold that a lot of sissies are automatically thinking that they are supposed to fit into whether they want to or not. It's very much a difficult thing to have a desire that makes you want to do things that you were raised to never do. And I can say that with education because being raised a Southern woman, I was raised not as dramatically Southern as most of America thinks it would be or as the stereotypical Southerner would be raised, but I was raised as to be quiet. I was raised to, you know, keep my legs crossed. I was never allowed to wear a dress unless I wore shorts underneath it. I was raised to respect whatever my elder said, and I am not to argue it. So I was raised a specific way, and I have grown up and I am a dominatrix. I love to break the mold. I am not quiet. I don't keep my legs crossed unless I don't want to show you my goodies. And I live my fucking life as the way I want to live it because I do not want to have to be forced into that Southern mold. That's what I mean by sissies and a sissy mold. Since sissification has grown in popularity and also it's very easy for people to just all of a sudden one day want to, you know, do phone sex or camming or, you know, things like that. And they think, okay, well, it's easy to laugh at a guy wearing panties and I'll just do that. And this isn't This is not putting it out there to every dom out there. I am not better than you. Okay, some of you I am better than, but I am not better than you. I am not degrading doms at all, so let's not have a whack attack on Amelia, okay? But I am going to say that there are a lot of fly-by-night doms that come on here, and they think that it is easy, to just laugh at a guy wearing panties and say, oh, you're a sissy, walk down on your knees, a suck cock, and expect them to want that because supposedly a sissy has no choice in what they want. They have to do what the dom says. That is not true at all, at all. And that's not true in anything to do with the kink community, BDSM, fetish, anything like that. It is not true at all. And I want to discuss different things like that. So the first thing I do want to discuss about, though, before I really get into it, is I want to talk about uh, sissy porn and the consequences of sissy porn, because we are driven by porn. (laughs) We're pretty much driven by anything that we see, whether we're watching the news, watching a sitcom, or watching porn. That's what we're driven by. And so when we see it, it is created to make us want it, to make us want to be a part of it, to live our life like that. That's what pretty much everything is created for that entertains us. It is there to entertain us by making us want it. You either want to live this life that's hilarious or live this regal life or, you know, you want to fuck like they do in the porns. That's what it's all created for. But the problem is, is that porn is not real. And I hear so many sex workers who have different podcasts or blogs, and they're all saying this. Porn is not real. Porn is acting. Porn has actors and actresses using their imagination and being directed to be in these specific positions or to moan this specific way or when or when not to even have an orgasm. So a lot of respect 
for porn actors and actresses because it is not like they're just jumping in there. It's like, oh, let's have sex. It's great. I feel great. Yes, it's wonderful. And that's it. It is actual work. And on that note that it is work and that it's not something that they're just going to happily wake up one day and say, I want to fuck these many people and I'm going to have a blast doing it. Um, it makes them wake up every day and look at their job because when they go into their job, they're told the way they need to act and they've rehearsed how they're going to act and they act that way. So when someone gets online and they're watching that porn and they see this person being put in this Kama Sutra-esque position and being fucked by like a 15-inch cock and it's jammed up so far inside of them, you could see the person fucking them's child for, for five years from now. It, it's not fucking real. And sissy porn has really, really caused some issues because sissy porn, especially lately, sissy porn is in a way violent and in a way... um is putting out there, but that sissies do not give consent because in a lot of the sissy porn, the alpha comes in there, takes the sissy from behind, shoves their cock in their mouth, shoves their cock up inside of their little sissy pussy and is fucking them so hard that they're screaming. It's, it's very rough. And the more sissy porn you watch, the rougher it gets, honestly. And we do become desensitized after a while. And what's happening is sissies are watching this porn and in their mind they're thinking, okay, yes, I want that. I want an alpha to come in and just take me and use me and fuck me and abuse me and everything. And it just starts becoming ingrained that that's what they want. And then they call somebody or they try to go visit a dom and they're wanting what they saw in the porn. However, the dom's either not able to give it to them or maybe the dom is on the phone or on cam. And so they're doing the humiliation and they're, you know, doing the, the harshness or even in real time, maybe the dom is you know, pegging them, but pegging them so hard and spanking them. And they're just doing all these things to them because that's what the sissy believes they want. And the sissy may get off on it, but did they fully enjoy it? Was it something that they really, really wanted? So sissies are being, um, you know, kind of given the Kool-Aid on this is how you're supposed to be. This is what happens to a sissy. You have no choice. And so they feel that they have no choice. And on the other hand of porn and sissy porn and all of that, you have doms coming in and they're learning because doms have to learn as well. Um, and as a dom is learning, one of the things that doms will do is they'll watch porn or they'll read porn, you know, all these different things. And as a dom is watching porn and doms are also learning from their submissives. So you have to remember, this is kind of like a give and take here. If you're calling up someone who hasn't been a dom very long, or you're visiting someone that hasn't been a dom very long, and you're telling them, I want you to beat me with a cane and then fuck me with a 12 inch strap on, and they do it. Well, if you didn't fully enjoy it, but they're good, they think that you did, so they're going to keep doing it to you. You're not fully enjoying it. So it's just like half ass on everything. And it's like I said, the porn affects doms as well because doms watch porn and then they start learning how to treat sissies or any other submissives. They'll use that as an idea on how to treat them. And then in turn, trying to flip it around on the sissy and the sissy who has learned from all this porn that everything's just forced on them. It's just accepting it. And in truth, if you look at the Dom and the sissy, neither one of them are 100% happy. So 
porn and sissy porn specifically can cause a lot of issues if you're trying to emulate what's going on in that porn that you're watching. So the first thing that a sissy and a dom has to always remember is porn is acting. It's not real. It is not a good place to try to go and learn what you want to do next. It's not something you want to try to emulate in bed with your significant other. Just don't. Just don't. And it's so crazy that now we have to sit there and say, don't try this at home, kids, because you see porn and you want to try it. It's like the whole when Fifty Shades of Grey came out. It's like every fucking woman out there wanted to be spanked and it was annoying as hell. But people are always trying to find the next thrill and that next bit of excitement. And that's what entertainment gives us is they gives us ideas of the next thrill, the next excitement. But we're so into it that we're almost blocking out what it is that we want and how we want to have that thrill and that excitement. So sissy porn can be very, very dangerous, especially the new sissies or new doms that want to work with sissies. When you're watching sissy porn, take it with a grain of salt. Yes, I know y'all have a thrill to know that an alpha is doing to you whatever the alpha wants to do. And that's great. I want you to have that thrill. But I don't want you to think that's how it is supposed to be. And I don't want you to think that you have no choice in how you want to live your sissy life. And that brings me to the next point that I want to focus on. And that is how to find a dom that doesn't make you fit in the mold. This whole conversation actually came up from a question I got for my last podcast, and I really wish that I had written it down on my notes, but I didn't. But I remember the question, and it was a long paragraph, and it was so great because this person was, I'm a man. I enjoy being a man. I like being a man, but in bed, in my bedroom, you know, in my private time, I like to explore being a woman and I like to explore being a sissy. It doesn't take my manhood away permanently. And, you know, there was more to it and all, but that's where all of this came from. And that person's right. It doesn't take your manhood away from you permanently. And that's something that a sissy needs to remember. They are still a person. And now to take that idea of knowing that you are still a person, how do you find a dom that doesn't make you fit into that stereotypical mold that is out there for sissies to fit in? And the stereotypical mold is very simple. The sissy wears panties. The sissy's a dumbass piece of shit. The sissy's a bimbo. And the sissy gets fucked by cock or wants to suck cock because that's all the sissy craves. It is not true. It is popular, but it's not true. So I'm going to dedicate this part to sissies and then I'm going to speak to doms. So first, sissies, I'm coming directly to you right now. You are going to have to, and shit or get off the pot, Literally, you are going to have to understand that this is your kink and you have to understand yourself and decide for yourself what you want, what you are happy with and what you are not happy with. And then once you have decided for yourself what you like, you're going to have to actually kind of grow a pair in those panties and you are going to have to interview the dom that you want to speak with. Now, when I say interview the dom, no, you're not going to go to her or him and you are not going to sit there and write a 2000 word letter with 50 questions on there and expect them not to come back with some sort of smart ass retort. There is a way to do this with respect. First, a tribute because you are asking this dom to take their time and answer a few questions for you to speak to you. So yes, a tribute. 
And two, the questions you ask, don't make them too evasive. Don't make them too personal. Just let them know who you are and what you're wanting and ask them if that's what they can provide. And even let them know, you know, I don't like humiliation. I don't want to be um, called certain things. You have the right to have your hard nose. I know I have spoken about this a lot. I know that others have spoken about it in their podcasts. And this is something that the reason why we have to keep talking about it is because submissives and sissies, especially sissies, are not taking that to heart. And you have one that'll just, you know, attack a dom and say, are you going to be mean to me? Or do I have to do this? Or I want to do a call with you, but I don't want you to say this, this or this. I mean, that's, that's rude. <laughs> just to be honest, that's rude. And you will get a rude reply. But a simple tribute and just being articulate and polite, you will be able to go along with your hard nose and you have to be honest. You have to be honest. It is what you want. And it's okay to want that. And no, it doesn't mean that just because you enjoy wearing panties that you're going to be a disgusting, gross, cockless piece of piggy shit. It's not always true. Now, Doms, this is going to you. I have had a lot of Doms that when they find out that I work with sissies, a lot of those Doms will turn their nose up or they're like, oh, I can't stand them. I can't stand work with sissies. They're so needy, blah, blah, blah. All right. Yeah, you're right. Sissies are needy. I have no arguments with that. But already the response that I hear sometimes tells me how the dom is treating the sissy or sissies when they do speak to them. Because if you don't like something, you're not going to treat it right. And you're not going to have any pride with how you treat it. It's just that simple. Um, Like for me, I do not like the girlfriend experience. I just don't like it. It bugs me. To me, the clients are very needed that love the girlfriend experience. And I just can't deal with it. So I don't put myself out there as offering a girlfriend experience. Because I just, my poor old man has to put up with me. And trust me, (laughs) a man's been with me for over 20 years. And I can't put up with half the shit. And I call him needy. How do you think it's going to be with somebody that I don't even really know? So... Yes, I don't do the girlfriend experience. And I respect doms who don't enjoy working with sissies. And they're very, they're, they're articulate about it. They say things like, oh, I don't enjoy working with them. So I don't work with them. I have a huge amount of respect for doms that are like that. The doms that piss me off are the ones that'll go around saying, oh, I hate those little fuckers. They're disgusting little bitches. Every time I get one, I just make them suck a cock and get fucked by the biggest one I could think of. Yes, some of you doms will get rude like that. And I know that some of the sissies that I'm talking to or that are listening to this have come across doms like that. Doms have to understand, especially sissy doms, you have to let the sissy tell you what they want because... The only problem with sissies, and sissies, I'm kind of back talking to you again, is that a sissy gets so into their kink and so into who they are at that moment that they start turning into quiet little demure um, beaten puppies. And you're like, yes, yes, mistress, yes, yes, mistress. All right, that's cool whenever you've got it established on what's going on, the dynamics between you and your alpha it's not cool whenever you just get on there and that's how you're acting you expecting the dom to read your mind doesn't work so what i'm saying is that doms have to allow for sissies to ask questions and they also have to give sissies permission to ask questions because a sissy kind of goes into her own little quiet demure world and they won't ask the questions 
So to the doms, take time to actually talk to a sissy. Take time to find out what it is that they want. Ask them if they enjoy eating cum. Ask them if they see themselves as a real man. Ask those questions. They may see themselves as a real man unless they're speaking to you. They may know that they are a real man and love the fact that they're having to put out the persona of being a real man out there. But the moment they put on panties, it's like that's taken away. So you have to really work with your sissy. You have to learn your sissy. And sissies, you have to be honest. You have to be truthful. And to both sissies and doms, create your own mold for each one that you talk to. And yes, sissies, you can create your mold for your dom as well. You learn about your dom. You learn what she likes to do, what she doesn't like to do. And understand that the mold that you're putting her in is the one that's built only for her. And it's the same thing with doms and your sissies. Find out about your sissies. Ask them what they like, what they don't like. And create that mold specifically for them. And know what that mold is. Know every crevice of that mold. Because if you learn every crevice of each other's mold and you're able to connect that way, it's going to be so much better for both the dom and for the sissy. So that is that bit of discussion on how to make sure that you find a dom that doesn't make you fit. And and no, it's not going to be easy. I know that especially now there's a lot of fly-by-night doms and mistresses and PSOs and cam models and all of that because of COVID, but be patient, be patient. A lot of them that's coming on could do very, very well. They just have to learn. And the ones that don't belong in this industry will not stay in this industry. If you are a sissy and you've been a sissy for a long time and you know what you're looking for, do not make the mistake trying to go for somebody who was brand new because you liked her tits or you liked her ass. Because if you do that, if you just call them or you just go into a session with them, it may not work well for you. You may not be happy. And then you end up giving her a bad review and she may not even deserve the bad review. She just didn't know exactly what you were wanting because you were too quiet and didn't say what you wanted. So it's all about communication, folks. It always comes down to communication. Y'all notice that? I mean, goddamn. <laughs> so what about a little bit of sissy pride? Now, I, w- I want to touch on sissy pride. That's another one of the subjects I wanted to touch on because, and sissy pride was something that I added last minute because um, I got so many responses about how infuriating it is for a sissy to be forced to have to do what the stereotypical mold is and it is it's infuriating I mean these this, this is kind of went off I mean I was sitting there eating my sunflower seeds like dude what'd I do to you who hurt you um but yes you can have sissy pride there's nothing wrong with being proud to be a sissy. You're supposed to be proud of your kinks and fetishes. It shouldn't be something that makes you feel ashamed. So you can have pride with being a sissy. And to show that pride is perfectly fine as long as you're showing it in the right way. So this is where we're going to go with this conversation. I was shown quite a few times that when a sissy's pride gets stepped on and they don't know how to control themselves, they can get really rude. I mean, it is very much dramatic. It's like you got this whole queen thing going on and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, you need to stop. And as I was reading and listening and all of that during my time before I did the podcast, I finally started realizing that it wasn't the fact that the sissy is just an arrogant fucker. It's just the fact that the sissy feels like they can't 
be, they can't say, hey, I'm a sissy. And I love being a sissy. And it's okay for me to sissy. And my alpha doesn't treat me like shit. And my alpha doesn't make me go out there and whore myself on the street. They're they're very prideful. And each sissy is different. There are some sissies that love the idea of being whored out on the street. But a lot of sissies love just cross-dressing as a woman, being fucked like a woman, serving an alpha, but they don't always need that humiliation in a very harsh, mean manner. And they have a lot of pride with being a sissy, especially the lifestyle sissies. They have a lot of pride. And I think they should have a lot of pride because (laughs) you take majority of sissies are actually males who have a leadership role in their life. A majority of sissies, you know, they give up, they shed basically that leadership role in order to make themselves like a third, fourth class citizen. And that does take a lot of pride to be able to do that. And so to have a dom come in and, you know, to literally tell them that you can't be proud of anything because you're nothing, you're a piece of shit, and it to just be said, not done in a role play, not done because that's been like the unwritten rule between each, but just to say it, to just think that the sissy has no, no pride, no, no words, nothing that they can say about their own kink, that's wrong. And that's where the issues come up. Because as a sissy dom and someone who has seen a lot of sissies in her life and I've seen the social media grow, I've seen, you know, it's gone all the way from AOL to Craigslist to Backpage, social media. I mean, we've been all over the place. You start seeing um, doms treating sissies like shit and then sissies getting pissed because they can't find the place where they fit in. But yet, like I've always said, it's sissy limbo. It, it's just a mess, and I'm kind of going all over the place with it. But there is a lot of pride with sissies. And I want sissies to know that it's okay to have that pride. And I'm hoping that the doms that are listening to this will encourage the sissy to have pride. And there's ways to encourage sissies to have pride without building their heads up too big, making them think that, oh, well, they don't need anything except to put on a pair of panties and that's it. Um, I love it when my sissies are proud to be sissies. I love it when they call me up and they're like, hey, Mr. Fine, it's your sissy so-and-so. I can't believe this is what I did. This is what I love. And I, I love it when they call me up and they're talking like that. We just have this great conversation and Every once in a while, let you have a little sissy chasm or you enjoy the feel of your panties. It's those fun things. So a sissy pride is a thing. And this is me just trying to put it out there for all the other doms. Sissy pride is a real thing. And try to encourage it. It's not always about raping wallets. It's not always about uh, making a sissy suck on a cock. It's about making that sissy understand that even though they were given the lack of testosterone, they're still very useful. And don't step on their pride. (laughs) So that is about the sissy mold and breaking that bitch. I don't want y'all to feel that you can't break the sissy mold you're gonna have to really put it out there on what you want uh like myself i love sissies that you know i'd love talking to them i have many listings on night flirt and but my main listing is about sissies and i love hearing them i love talking to them love hearing their confessions what i don't like is when sissies are not telling me the truth about who they really are and because because I can't play with them as well as I possibly could, if I knew for a fact that you are just 
proud to wear panties and you take pride in having a little clitty, I would encourage you to be proud of it. That tiny little clitty, I would want you to be proud of it. So it does depend on how honest the sissy is. So if you want to break that mold and you want to make your own mold for yourself, you're going to have to start putting it out there what you want. And doms, I know that sissies can be trying and I know they can be exhausting. I work with them constantly. But if you want the sissy to be happy, stop looking at them so negatively and expecting them to fit easily into the mold. Because when they start pushing back, it's probably because they don't fit in that mold. So that's just my suggestion. I'm really curious now to see how many doms come at me, but that's fine. I'm do not care. Come at me if you want. But there we go. That's the sissy mold. And that's how you can break that bitch. Now let's see who has actually got the cojones to try to break that bitch. Wonder. So when we come back, I am going to answer quite a few questions. I actually got quite a few questions in and they're going to be some interesting answers. So take a moment, do what you got to do. Enjoy the break, and I'll be right back. Remember the good old days of phone sex, where there were no strings attached, and no one was trying to rape your wallet? Well, they're back. MyPhoneSecret.com offers phone sex without the hassles or pressures of tributes, Vendom, or spam messages. MyPhoneSecret.com gives you access to experienced phone sex operators who are kink-friendly, open to taboos, and verified. If you need a place to go to just enjoy your phone sex, then I invite you to visit MyPhoneSecret.com. Phone sex, the way God intended. All right, it is time to answer some of your questions, and we actually got quite a few questions in for the Q&A segment of the Sissy Whisperer. I am wanting to announce that, yes, I am thinking about um, doing a, you know, Q&A with the Sissy Whisperer or my avian stars. I will be doing those live. Um, I did one, I believe it was last week. And I am going to try to find a way to do them more often so you can have a Q&A with the Sissy Whisperer. And also, I am probably going to be doing a specific Q&A for subscribers only on my AVN. So that'll be a little bit more intense and a little bit more fun and who knows. So if you are not a member of my AVN stars, you need to go to AVN stars, look for Amelia Divine and subscribe. It's only $2.49 for the month of May. That's my birthday special to you. Now, here we go, the questions. I got quite a few interesting questions in, and they're going to be kind of fun to answer, I think. Uh, we have our first one from Jonela. And I don't know, this, this really isn't much of a question, but I am going to um, address it. So this is what Jonela says. It pisses me off when I see posts like, when I see posts that, in quotes, you got to do this, do that, be a whore, be a cum slut, blah, blah, blah. Attention, this is not just a fetish for me. I truly wish I was a woman. I truly love men. Cock and black men are my choice. I am my own woman. So fuck off. Yeah, pretty harsh. I actually thought that <clears throat> we had a miscommunication and that got cleared up. But I, I, this is what I was talking about earlier when I said that sissies do have pride. And, you know, it does bother them whenever they're forced to do things that they just do not want to do or whenever it's expected of them. Like, you have no choice. You're a sissy. This is what sissies do. And obviously, she got pissed off. 
And I'm glad, I am glad that Janela has decided to be strong and to say, this is what I want. This is who I am. When it says, when she says, I truly wish I was a woman, I, now that, that makes me wonder if, you know, there's trans issues in there. You know, I don't know. Um, and it's really not my place to try to find out. So it just depends. Um, you know, but in all actuality, taking what she said in a full generalized context, she has every right to be pissed off about it because nobody should be forcing anybody to be a certain way, period, in the story. Because even with a master submissive relationship, there is an understanding between each other and an agreement between each other and consent given. And just because it goes online for cam or phone or you're paying a dom does not mean that consent goes away. So there is one sissy's opinion and how they feel. So our next question comes from Jen. Jen emailed me and emailed me a great question. Here's a question. Hi, Miss Amelia. Are the transgender women who classify as sissy also, or are the transgender women who classify as sissy? I'm assuming she's asking, are transgendered women classified as sissy also? I am very feminine trans woman. I have been called hypersexual and hyperfeminine. I won't be seen without full face, dress, and heels. Dressing down involves low heels and maybe a skirt, never pants. Always revealing. Not into blatant humiliation, but sometimes the embarrassment from the attention of making things sexual. A friend and former dom says that what she would call a female sissy, hypersexualized, bimbo-esque, well, Jen, here's the thing, and I, I did answer this for Jen um, with what I'm about to say now, and I'll kind of go off on a little bit more. Uh, transgender and sissification are two very different things. This has been touched on a few times, but I don't mind continuing to touch on it. Transgender is what happens from birth. Transgender is when you're a child, and this is even before you start to understand what sexuality even is as a child you know you're in the wrong kind of body and it affects the person until they are able to do as much as they possibly can about it to get their inside to match their outside sissification is a kink that goes along with sexual turn-on and Really, the two do not meet in ways of thinking that just because somebody's trans also means that they're like a sissy as well. It's not automatic. So my point is, is that Jen, you're transgender and congratulations for being strong in that. Um, but transgender is who you are. You're a woman. And it's just, is who you are. Being a sissy, being hypersexual, being hyperfeminine, that is what turns you on. That is your kink. So they are separate. Um, I do know a lot of transgender women who are not sissies per se. They're just very feminine. Um, it's, just because you're transgender doesn't automatically put you in the sissy category. Sissy is a lot more than just changing your sex. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a whole lot more. It's, it's a sexualization. Um, you're taking someone and you're either forcing them to become more feminine or show their femininity more, which is more forced femme, or you're training them to embrace the femininity that they have. Um, for example, maybe you've met somebody and they have very feminine mannerisms. And through the course of knowing each other, you find out 
they're more submissive, you're more dominant, and you just kind of slowly start training them to be a little more of a sissy here and there. And it's an understanding between the both of you. And eventually, they become very sissy, they become, their mannerisms are, you know, over exaggerated, their sissiness is over exaggerated, and they're starting to embrace who they are. And they can only be sissy in the bedroom and, you know, not sissy outside of the house. It's two different things. So transgender and sissification, two different things. So I don't classify um, transgender women automatically as sissies. But transgender women, pretty much anybody, male, female, transgender, transgender, male, transgender woman, doesn't matter. Pretty much anybody could be a sissy. I mean, come on. It's not like it's just, you know, you have to be a cis white male in order to be a sissy. I mean, there are drag queens that are women that do drag. So I'm not one to tell anybody they can't do anything. You can have transgender women that are also sissies. I say, go for it. Have fun. Embrace what you want to embrace. But being a transgender woman does not automatically classify you as sissy as well. All right. So thanks, Jen. I hope they answered your question a little bit better. And I hope that if anybody else had a question on their mind that they had a good answer too. You know, I just sit here and babble until something sounds right and then I end on that. So our next one comes from Brittany. I'm Brittany, bitch. And Brittany emailed me. They said, good day, Miss Amelia. I first want to express my deep gratitude for you and your podcast. Aw, thank you. I found it on Spotify and have listened to your entire playlist. I was amazed at your knowledge, attitude, and insight. I adored your episode on purging. I am a chronic purger. Oh, bless your heart, honey. My purges are usually a few years apart and extensive. I have dressed lots, but don't own much currently. My wife and I experimented with female-led relationship, and both of us even read the book around her finger. As part of the training, my wife put me in panties and went as far as putting me in chastity. The problem was, is I ended up bucking her and being a disobedient ass. That ruined it, and she didn't want to be a part of that anymore. My question is, am I a sissy? I mean, do I have a choice, or am I what I am? Sometimes I don't want to be. You hit the nail on the head in your purging episode by describing my need to be manly sometimes, to be super husband or super dad. Thanks for all you do. I will continue to listen to your casts. Well, thank you, Brittany, for continuing to listen to my podcasts. So I did answer Brittany's question back with um, what I want to say, and I'm going to, um, of course, you know, um, explore it a little bit more. So what I answered back to Brittany when I responded back to her was that I can't say if yay or nay, she's a sissy. Only reason is because I don't know Brittany. I've never, from what I, I understand, I have never worked with Brittany. I've never had Brittany as a fan or a client. So I don't know. Um, a female-led relationship is not necessarily for sissies only. Um, a female-led relationship is really just from a supreme dominant female who basically wears the pants in the family while the husband is, you know, does all the kind of wifely duties and grunt work and makes the choice and the woman makes the choices and you know, that's really how it goes. And of course, it can expand from there. You know, it gets more and more. Um, so I can't say if you are a sissy. Um, I also can't say if it's just someone, if, if you, if I did say you were a sissy, I wouldn't be able to say, is it a choice or if it's just who you are? In my mind and my heart and what I believe is your sexuality does define who you are. Because sexuality is very, very important. Your sexual desires, what turns you on, because that is a pleasure that you can only get through that specific way, through sex. And it's a pleasure that nothing else really gives to you. So your sexuality and your sexual proudness does define you. Now, because 
I don't know you and I can't say that you are a sissy. I can't say yes or no if it's a choice or if just is who you are. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't tell you cause I, I don't, I wish I knew, but I don't know you. Um, the way to know if it's just who you are, like I said, sexuality does define us. Um, but one thing is, is to think about like when you wake up first thing in the morning, what is it that you think about throughout the day? How often does your mind go on being a sissy? Um, how much research have you done into it? How much have you learned about it? Um, that'll tell you how close it is to you. But my overall on this and what stands out to me is you were bucking back to your wife. You were being disobedient and you're being disobedient. Every submissive is disobedient on purpose because they want to be punished. And sometimes submissives are severely disobedient. Sometimes they do little naughty things here and there. Depends on what kind of punishment they want. But that's the whole point of being disobedient is to be punished. And if you were bucking back at your wife and being, in your words, a disobedient ass, it seems to me that you were wanting punishment. So it, and, and a lot of the female-led relationships, you know, the women just don't really dish out punishment. It's not, it's not really part of the whole thing. Um, it's something that you need to discuss. I mean, punishments are always something that needs to be discussed. Um, you don't want to have somebody just guess what kind of punishment you want. I mean, they may want to pull out a cane and whoop your ass and you don't like pain. So it may be a different punishment for you. But it's making me wonder if maybe you were exploring the wrong side of submission with you, with the female-led relationship or trying to move into being a sissy with your disobedience. Maybe that's leading you to a different level of submission. So think about it. I know that I responded to you, Brittany, with that same answer, but I put that answer kind of out to everybody. Think about how you are disobeying. Think about how you're taking it. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that in um, dom-submissive relationship, it is the submissive that's in control. So, you know, if you're being disobedient, you want a punishment. Well, what kind of punishment did you expect to get? Or did you think that far ahead? So there you go. All right, Brittany. So thank you for that question, Brittany. And I appreciate you listening and your kind words. That was really sweet. Our last question comes from, oh, oh yes. Butterball girl. My girl, my little fat piggy, my little fat sissy piggy. She's probably sitting there the whole time. It's like, she didn't ask my question. She didn't ask my question. Oh, she's asking my question. I'm so happy. <laughs> All right. So Butterball Girl from Twitter asks, she said, can I ask about idealized body types for sissy? Skinny is the norm, but why can't bigger girls also be appreciated? Oh, honey, now you are just asking the age old question that all women have asked every damn day of their lives. <laughs> that is a whole can of worms that just, oh, Lordy. Okay. All right. So remember the beginning when I started talking about porn and how entertainment defines us and it teaches us basically. Okay. So to go back on that, what we see every day is we see constantly people pushing, oh, you need to be this, 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 and this. That's what people push all the time. I just won't even go into detail about it. And for women, I, I, I have a point here. So just handle me with this point. For women, every day, we are constantly looking at thin, perfect, healthy bodies. They are on TV. They are in commercials. Um, they're hell, they're even in the fucking news. There, if you're a sex worker, you see the shit all the time. And if you're a plus size sex worker like I am, 
Oh, God, it could be fucking annoying. Um, so women are constantly confronted with the whole body image thing. And since women are confronted with the whole body image, the sissy who is trying to emulate a woman, which they have mad respect for, is also noticing what women notice, and that is most every sissy that's put out there for them to be able to kind of have a role model of is thin and young, and they got the perfect little titties, and they got the adorable little clitty, and their asses are perfectly round, and they look so small and young, and like they don't have a blemish anywhere they they look like those asian fuck dolls and it is not fair i understand how you feel because my sweet butterball girl you are a little fat piggy yourself i do understand how you feel and i know that it sucks not having the representation out there but that's life um and i i wish I do wish that bigger sissies or real sissies could be appreciated. Um, but that's what porn does. It takes, it takes the perfection out of us and it puts us on TV. And so all we're seeing is perfection and we are not seeing truth. In truth, most sissies do not pass. In truth, most sissies are overweight, even just a little bit to, you know, being grotesquely obese. In truth, most sissies don't go around with very expensive Victoria's Secret panties. You know, a lot of sissies have Walmart panties and Walmart bras. Let's just be honest here. And a lot of sissies, when they get dressed, they feel sexy. But in truth... They look like a man in a dress. So it's all about how you're going to see yourself, honey. When you get dressed, if it makes you feel sexy, if it makes you feel happy, that is what is important. Because not everybody is going to love you for who you are. And you should not want everybody to love you for who you are. Because not everybody is worth having in your life. So yeah, I wish wish bigger sissies were out there. And I wish it wasn't the norm to be skinny. It would make my life a lot easier too. But, you know, I give absolutely zero fucks now. And you should too. So that is it with the Sissy Whisperer. I have enjoyed this episode. I know that it's probably a little bit longer than what you're used to, but you'll be all right. And I would love to see all of y'all following me on my AVN stars. Remember, it is free to follow. And for the month of May, it is $2.49 to subscribe. And my birthday is May 31st. I have a wish list. I love tributes. Spoil me. I'm a sissy whisperer. How could you not? <laughs> Toodles.